You can't be a limited government conservative and continue to vote for bills that either scale back our rights or contribute to the growth of government. It doesn't line up, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Straight Talk Podcast. I'm your host, former Milwaukee County Sheriff David Clark. Let's get into a topic here that has been in the news a lot lately. And it's over this classified documents fiasco, and that's what it is. And what I want to do, rather than get into the political back and forth that you'll hear in your in many of your um, shows about this thing or interviews about this thing, you know, the the it's been used as a political weapon now. Trump had his residence raided at Mar-a-Lago, and they found classified documents. And then Joe Biden, President Joe Biden was found to have classified documents that he took as a vice president. That's a separate issue. We'll touch on that a little bit. And now vice president, former vice president, Mike Pence, had search warrants served on his residence and they found classified documents. I'm going to try to sort this out for you. And and then hopefully when I'm done, you'll see that there are some problems with our classified secrets. But they're not the way it's being laid out. And especially Congress now. Congress is going to hold hearings. The Republican Control House, they're going to hold hearings. But most of this will be along the political political lines, a political angle. It's more like a gotcha thing. First of all, I think you can see by what's going on, you can see how sloppy the handling of classified information is. By the way, most presidents that leave office take classified documents with them. Obama had classified, still has classified documents. The Archi- National Archives is trying to get them back, and he's not giving them back. So that in and of itself, but that's a president. Donald Trump was the president. And when he left office, took his belongings and Uh, took some papers, personal papers, took some classified documents. That in and of itself is not the big deal here. Now, as to why Biden as vice president and as U.S. senator, some of these documents were removed as U.S. senator. He doesn't have the authority to remove classified documents from anywhere. But let's back up for a minute here and talk about this whole classification process, and then you'll see how you know, for the most part, a bigger deal is being made out of this than it's actually there. I did some extensive study in my graduate degree work at the United States Naval Academy Postgraduate School, my master's degree, and I did a thesis on finding a balance between privacy and security. And one of the things that I, I, I did some research on was classified documents, the classification process. That's where the problem lies. If the House of Representatives, if Congress really wants to do something useful in terms of this classified documents issue, they ought to drill down into this thing, look at the process, look at how documents are classified, who gets to classify those documents, how long they get to be classified, and start there. Here's the first question that needs to be answered. 
Do you know that 1.2 million people have access to top secret information in the United States? And that's all across the spectrum, whether it be Congress, there's certain uh, people in Congress that have top security clearance on our intelligence committees. There are contractors, military contractors, intelligence uh, agencies, all of them national security agencies. They all have uh, top secret security clearance. First of all, there are three levels of clearance to view sensitive information. One is confidential. You have a confidential uh, clearance, and that's low level. You're not going to get to see the what people might say is the big stuff. Then there's secret security clearance, and then there's top secret, and that's the highest level. Like I said, 1.2 million people in the United States have access to top secret information. Ladies and gentlemen, let me ask you this. If 1.2 million people have access to something, is it really secret? If you want to keep something secret, only a few people should have access to it, or they should have to have a reason why, not just because they have a security clearance or a top-secret security clearance to go in there at any time they want, like Sandy Berger did when he went into the National Archives and to protect Bill Clinton, stole classified documents out of the archives, shoved them down in his socks. Remember that? But she was charged with a crime, but really handled with kids, kid gloves. And then he only got his top security clearance. And this is post Bill Clinton. Now he's not in the administration, but he still maintained this top security clearance. That's a problem too. Once you no longer hold one of those sensitive inform, um, positions, your top security clearance permission should be pulled. And if that were the case, Sandy Berger would not have had access in the National Archives. He wouldn't have been able to go in there and have access to those documents. So that's the first thing Congress needs to ask is, who has to, who are these 1.2 million people? And why do they have top security clearance and access to top security information? Top secret, I'm sorry. Well, let me talk for a little bit about what's in some of these documents. By the way, I'm not giving out any classified information here. Or even top secret information. Oftentimes, people working in these intelligence agencies will classify records just to hide them from Congress. Congress has oversight authority over our national security agencies. How can they conduct effective oversight if all this stuff is classified? Even if, for, for instance, if there's a senator on the Senate Intelligence Committee and he or she has top security clearance, they might get a top secret briefing. They can't say anything about it. So even if they're saying to themselves, you know what, this might be illegal, they can't do anything about it because it's classified and they can't talk about it. 
So classifying all of this information when it's not necessary really inhibits congressional oversight. That's one of the problems that Congress and the House should look into if they really wanted to make themselves useful. Plus, there should be a limit of time that this information can be kept classified. In other words, somebody who has classification authority shouldn't be able to classify information and have it sit there forever as being classified. At some point, the information is irrelevant or it's no longer useful. So there needs to be a time limit that every, and I don't know, you know, I don't need to set up the structure for Congress, but, you know, every 90 days, a review. Okay, let's look at all this classified stuff. Does this still need to be kept under top secret? And if the answer is no, then declassify. Now, that's not how this thing works. Oftentimes, in these investigations, these national security investigations, some of the behavior that's going on is illegal. And that's why it's classified so that nobody, well, you know, people can get at it, but they can't say anything about it because they'd be releasing classified information. So you see the game that's being played here? Let me talk a little bit about our security agencies, national security agency. CIA, FBI, they're not that good. And they're especially not that good when it comes to developing useful intelligence that they may want to keep classified. Let me give you an example. How did our illustrious intel agencies miss 9-11? The planning for 9-11 by Osama bin Laden and Al-Qaeda, was done in plain sight. They were not trying to hide it. These 11 or 12, however many hijackers there were, were all on no-fly list, yet they were flying back and forth on commercial airlines in and out of the United States. As they're doing their planning, how come we didn't know about it? When I say we, how come our intelligence agencies, the CIA, didn't know about it? They did have information that something was going on, but they didn't take it seriously. You know that MI6, the UK's um, major intel agency, foreign, foreign intelligence, do you know they notified the CIA that several of the hijackers were in the United States? This was like, I don't know, six months before 9-11 happened. And you know what the CIA did? Well, they notified the FBI. Hey, these guys here, they're... they're they're, they're, they're in the United States. You know what the FBI did? Nothing. So when I talk about, you know, our, our agencies are not that good at developing useful intelligence and it has to be actionable, that's a discussion for another day, the intelligence process. I know a few things about that as well that I researched and, and wrote in my uh, thesis of balancing privacy and security. Here's another interesting story. George W. Bush, when he got elected president of the United States, you know, once a president gets elected and becomes president-elect, he starts getting the same intelligence briefings daily that the sitting current president gets. So George W. Bush was in those security meetings 
that go on every day in the White House. Obama was the president. And George W. Bush, he detailed this in one of his books that I read. And he said, I'm sitting in here these, these meetings every day, every morning, so I can catch them up to speed, right? And he says to one of the intelligence officers that's doing the briefing, he says, I guess I won't get the good stuff until I'm actually sworn in. He wasn't being flippant. What he was thinking was, this stuff's not that big a deal. This isn't that important. This isn't top secret stuff. Well, he gets sworn in. And you know what? The briefings were the same. There's not that much stuff in there. So I go back to why is this stuff being classified? And of what use is it really? Are they just gathering information and then classifying it to make it seem like they're on top of things? I mentioned the MI6. They're head and shoulders above our national security agencies. Head and shoulders. You know who else is? Mossad. The Israeli equivalent of the CIA, the National Security Agency, head and shoulders above our intelligence services. They have to be because of the threats they face on a daily basis from neighboring countries that want to destroy them. Palestinians, Iran, Syria. They have to be good. They have to develop actionable intelligence and keep this stuff highly classified. But like I said, in the United States, this security, you know, these papers and whatnot are, are just, they're just, they're all over the place. And again, 1.2 million people have access to it. And that's what I mean when I say, you know, this, this stuff, this whole escapade about documents found at Mar-a-Lago and now Vice President Biden has, in, in several locations, he took, he didn't have the authority to take those as Vice President of the United States. Obama did. Obama had authority. And like I said, Obama has classified documents that the archives are still trying to get back. But they haven't raided Obama's home, and they wouldn't dare. So, you know, that's why, ladies and gentlemen, when I, when I, I said this isn't that big a deal. But there's an opportunity here to straighten this crap out. Why do so many people have top security clearances? Why, after they leave these positions, they get to maintain those and hold on to them? Another good question. And the classification process itself of classifying something as confidential, remember three levels, secret and top secret. Reminds me of something Don Rumsfeld. You know Don Don Rumsfeld, former Secretary of Defense. He's been in Washington, D.C. He was the late Don Rumsfeld. God rest his soul. He had this to say about our classification process. Because he thought it, it needed to be changed. He thought it needed to be reformed. And he was right. Don Rumsfeld knows a thing or two about classifying information and top security clearances and so on and so forth. But former Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld He believed that as a general rule, too much material across the federal government is classified. And he is exactly right. 
So I got a kick when this whole thing happened with Biden and, and, and Trump and Pence. You know, this was like breaking news for, I don't know, almost a month. But see, people, you know, when they hear top secret, when they hear classified documents, I'm talking about the, 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 the layperson. The ordinary citizen hears this, oh my gosh, this, oh, this is, oh, there's got to be stuff in there that could destroy the entire world. No, 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 there isn't. There's very little in that stuff. There is, don't get me wrong. There are secrets we don't want our enemies to have. But you know what? Our enemies, for the most part, the KGB, they already know this stuff anyway. They know what we know. So that's my take on it. Take it for what you will. But again, remember at Straight Talk, I'm going to drill down into stuff and get beyond the, the, the hype, the myths, the partisan politics that often goes on when these, uh, these issues arise. are launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now with the brand new fabric that is made with a temperature regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. Say goodbye to tossing and turning and flipping your pillow over in the middle of the night. And more great news on the MyPillow 2.0. A buy one, get one free offer with promo code CLARK. MyPillow 2.0, with its temperature regulating technology, is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square to receive the MyPillow 2.0 buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, it does. MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code CLARK, that's C-L-A-R-K-E, to get your MyPillow 2.0 now. The country is under attack from within like never before. Bulldog TV and its community is leading the way to an open and honest media. Join Bulldog TV today by following Bulldog TV on Facebook and Truth Social. Attention patriots, looking for a great book? Let me recommend the greatest story ever told. The We the People Bible is available for the first time in history. This Bible is for those who believe it is time to give America back to God. Faith is being targeted, and our country's founding beliefs are being targeted. The We the People Bible is restoring what there is an attempt to remove, the preservation of faith and the preservation of America. One of the most unique features of this Bible is that it includes the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, and the Pledge of Allegiance as a bonus. This makes it a perfect heirloom to pass on to the generations to come. It is time to give America back to God. And this Bible is a great way to do just that. Get one for yourself and another as a gift for a friend or family member. Go to americasheriff.com and click on the Bible link to order today while supplies last.
Friends, I want to thank you for listening to today's episode of Straight Talk with yours truly, America Sheriff David Clark. And a special thank you also goes out to our sponsors. My goal, as always, is to break down these complex and many times controversial issues and bring it to you straight with a little dose of common sense, no media bias, no talking points, just truth. And this podcast would not be possible without your support. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave a review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite place to listen. And please share this message of common sense on social media. For more content, be sure to follow me on Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And just a reminder, we'd love for you to join our Straight Shooters VIP Podcast Club for only $5 per month. And with that membership, you'll receive invitations to attend private podcast events throughout the year as a VIP guest when we come to your town. Plus, if you join today, you'll also receive a free coffee mug and a sample of our private label coffee as long as supplies last. Subscribe and join at America Sheriff. This podcast is brought to you by americasheriff.com with executive producer Judy Wilkinson of JL Wilkinson Consulting and producer Josh Wentz in partnership with our friends at Bulldog Media. If you are interested in partnering with Straight Talk Podcasts or having me speak in your area, please contact Judy at jlwilkinsonconsulting at gmail.com, 706-518-2116. That's jlwilkinsonconsulting at gmail.com. Phone number 706-518-2116. Stay tuned. Great things are coming on next week's podcast. And so I sit up here and I read the story about how these people lied. And then at the Democrats conspired with these operatives to alter the Supreme Court of the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, if that is not an insurrection, then there is no such thing as an insurrection.